Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to Don't Stop Us Now. I'm Claire Hatton. And I'm Greta Thomas. And we're on a mission to help you achieve your goals. We're all about sharing the secrets of the world's most innovative and pioneering successful women. Hear their uplifting stories and practical advice right here. Yes, right here. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then why not sign up for our newsletter at hello at don'tstopusnow.co and keep listening for this week's latest episode. Hello and welcome to this week's mini Future Proof Me episode, all about getting better at solving problems and making the decisions that those problems then require. Yes, that's right. One thing we know about all the extensive research that's been done globally about the skills we're going to need in the future, and that is solving complex problems is going to be a key skill. It's one that can't be automated or done by AI, you know, if it's a new problem that hasn't happened before. Yeah, right. And that's because AI and machines are only as good as the quality of the historic data we plug into them. And if they don't have previous examples of the scenario you're facing today, then that's a problem that they can't solve. That's for sure. And let's face it, COVID-19, you know, the fact that we're all in this in one way or another right now, facing challenges and scenarios, um, none of us have ever had to deal with a pandemic before, have we? We definitely haven't, no. Uh, and, you know, and now clearly problem solving is a big and meaty topic. And we're not going to attempt to make this a comprehensive or detailed guide to all the different types or ways to solve problems here in 10 minutes. Glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but what we can do is share a few things that have helped both Greta and I and others as well to get better at solving different kinds of problems, whether they be work or life challenges or decisions that come your way. That's right. And you know, when you think about it, a problem is generally something you need to address and then make a decision about what course of action you'd take. And I want to kick off with, I think, two key things I learned from my days at McKinsey and Company, the management consultancy. And problem solving is really at the core of what they do there. And they're very rigorous about it. And the first thing I learned is to really kind of stop for a moment and spend some time defining the problem. And I think it's really relevant right now because, you know, with COVID-19, a lot of people are probably feeling more stressed and anxious than they normally would be. And sometimes when you then go to try and solve a problem in that state, the problems can seem bigger and more daunting than they really are just because we're feeling generally more stressed in our lives. That's a really good point. Taking the time up front to actually ask, what is the actual specific problem here that I need to fix? And when you do that, then take into account the facts and leave any emotions or stresses aside. Yeah, great point. And I think it's also good to ask yourself if this is the actual issue or is there an underlying problem? 
have you, have you got an example of what you mean by that? Yeah, well, I actually think the medical profession is one where problem solving and diagnosing symptoms is a great example and great illustration of what I mean. Right. So pretend I'm a doctor and someone comes to me complaining of fatigue and they have symptoms of aches and pains in their back. And they also tell me they did a major new workout program just three days earlier. Now, I could conclude if I was in a hurry that it's the workout that caused their symptoms. But if I go on to examine them as a doctor should and do some tests, then what I'd find is that the workout and the the aches and pains are not the problem. There's actually an underlying issue because the tests have shown, you know, there's a more serious medical condition because there's a low white blood cell count hypothetically. And so, you know, it could be that there's something like a cancer that needs to be investigated. So, you know, I think in other words, Sometimes when we rush to solve a problem, we can jump to conclusions about what the actual issue is, and we've got to make sure that there isn't a separate underlying issue. Yeah, right. That's a really good analogy. I like that. Yeah, because doctors have to be sure, don't they, before they jump to conclusions about what the right answer is. Well, hopefully they just don't jump to conclusions. Well, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But they have to actually methodically do tests and get data first. That's the key. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what is best with problems outside of the medical profession too. Exactly. Once you've defined the problem, then getting methodical about how you tackle it for sure. So, you know, two great points, I think, that you've kind of summarized neatly there. You know, one is, is there an underlying issue? And secondly, you know, don't rush to jump to conclusions as to what the solution is too quickly. And that was something that I definitely learned at McKinsey. You know, I'd come from advertising and sort of all ideas, you know, I've got an idea, great, do it. And I've got an idea what the solution is. Uh-uh, that's not the way to solve a, a meaty problem. Yeah, not definitely not a meaty problem. Yeah. yeah. There at least needs to be a pause. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's super important not to rush with your first answer because, you know, the other thing that can come into play with the first thing that springs into our minds is bias and defaulting to things that may be more familiar or comfortable to us. I think we all do that. Yeah. What I found really helpful with big decisions, particularly, is to share my thinking with someone I trust and and get an independent and hopefully objective point of view, just to try to stop myself from missing whether it's key information or being biased to certain answers based on what I feel more familiar with or what you know, just feel safer uh, with me, for example. Yeah, no, that's a great strategy that you found what works for you and incorporated that into your, your process. I think it's a good time to stress that, you know, while there are important process steps to take when you solve problems and particularly meaty problems to make decisions of what course of action to take, that you've got to make sure you define the problem, as we've said, then you make sure you get the facts and then break down how you're going to solve this problem into small logical pieces and then generate possible options for what the solution is. Now, how you do this, can you can play to your personal preferences. Do you think visually and need to draw things or perhaps your auditory, like you just said, Claire, and you need to talk to someone else about the problem? Yeah, exactly. And and you know what? That really makes me think about one of our very first guests on the podcast, mm. the amazing Audette Excel and how she solves big problems. I think, you know, she's created an investment banking and advisory business solely to fund the philanthropic work of the NGO she's founded which does amazing things in Nepal and Africa. Yeah, sure does. Do you remember when we spoke to her, she talked about how she was trying to solve the problem of creating a business that didn't just rely on her personally being involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. 
The latest business, which was launched two years ago, but I started working on five years ago, I came to that with a lot more thinking and a lot more experience, obviously. And I had this idea about, gee, I could get these, I could create this panel of, of brilliant investment bankers and I needed to draw it down. So I said to um, <laughs> my EA Rory at the time, I said to him, listen, I've had this great idea and I'm going to go home to my mum's place for a week and I'm going to draw it. And I said this around the office and I said, I need to buy pens, pencils, crayons. I want some stickers. I want some big white paper. And I could see they were all looking at me with that kind of concern of she's finally flipped her wig. And so I went home (laughs) to my mum, took over the top of the house and laid all this paper out and I just drew everything. And I just drew it as I saw it. Well, that's a great example of someone who thinks best by getting it down visually, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And Audette really did solve her problem well, in case you're curious. The resulting business she created is called Adara Partners and other investment bankers donate their time to work on specific deals throughout the year and all the fees go to Adara Development, which is her nonprofit organization. So her thinking process there and problem solving process was a fantastic one. Yeah, it certainly was. Now, I'm visual too, but I like to just write down words and sometimes draw lines to sort of think about the structure of things, but I like to get everything on one big A3 page. I find that if I feel like I've got all the key pieces of information, that that helps me think holistically about the problem and not default to the most obvious answer. So yeah, that's how I I do it. Yeah, I love those A3 pads, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They're the best. They're the best. Well, we're almost out of time today. So let's just summarize what we've gone through today. So when you're facing into problems and making decisions on how to solve them, it's an all-important skill to be able to do that in the future. One, think like a doctor and define the problem and look for underlying issues. Don't rush to your first answer without thinking about and testing where possible for alternative options, including speaking to others to test your thinking. Break down the problem into logical pieces to work through and play to your own thinking preferences in how you solve the problem. Nice summary there, Claire. Well done. Well, thank you. that's this episode done and dusted we hope you find these mini future proof me episodes useful let us know if you do and also what other topics you'd like to hear about contact us at hello at don'tstopusnow.co see you next week ciao for now Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.